Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. So I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the show. Okay, so I'm just gonna start by saying that the story I'm going to share with you is one that I hope you get so much encouragement from. I know that you've been waiting a long time. I know you've been trying and following this path that God has for you. I know that you desperately want to be in God's will. And I want to start by clearing up something. So I ran a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking all about God's will in it. And I went on to have a few podcast episodes after where we talked about God's will a little bit. And I want to clear something up because I was talking to someone about being in God's will and they kind of had a misconception of it. And it was my fault. And I, I want to say that instead of saying God's will recently, in my podcast episodes, I should have been saying obedience because there's a difference between being in God's will and being obedient. So I've shared before, I said, how, how can you be in God's will? Like we all wait to one day be in God's will. Like one day we'll be in his will. I can't wait for that to come. And it doesn't have to happen one day. It can be right now. And I shared how to be in God's will today. And I said, be in a good mood. Uh, be grateful, take care of the things that you've already been blessed with and be present in your thinking. And some people felt like God's will was this happy, beautiful place where everything is amazing and you're in the best mood ever. But sometimes God's will can be really hard. Like when Jesus knew he was going to give up his life and he was going to be crucified the very next day. And he was praying in the garden to God saying, take this cup from me if you can. It, please, if there's any other way, please find a way. But if there's not, I can do this. And let me tell you, Jesus probably wasn't in a great mood that night. He probably, uh, and not probably, we know through scripture that he was not. He was actually sweating blood because he was so stressed and his body was just freaking out knowing what was to come. And that's scientifically proven that actually happens to people that are under a lot of stress. You'll start to uh, sweat blood. And this is what he was doing in the garden. So I don't want you to ever think that God's will is rainbows and butterflies and perfect. Everything is amazing because sometimes God's will for your life feels the complete opposite of that. And it's agonizing. And it's excruciating and what we have to go through and endure and suffer and see suffer around us. Sometimes God's will doesn't make sense. It's the worst thing that we feel in the moment could be happening to us. But I want to talk about obedience instead of God's will, 
because in order to be in God's will and in order to walk down his path that he has for us and unlock all of the gifts and miracles and abundance that he wants for us, it requires us to be obedient. And how we are obedient is being in the best mood that we possibly can be. Obviously, we're all experiencing a hard life. And there are days where you cannot be in a good mood, but it's being as present as you can and being grateful, count it all joy when you experience tension or trials of any kind. And you are taking really good care of the things that you already have, your family, your finances, your house, your car, your health. These things that you're taking good care of to show God, I am grateful for what I have. And as you are obedient and focus on all of these things more and more, you're able to hear the voice of God a lot clearer. And over time, you will learn to react even faster to his voice. So in the beginning, when I heard his voice, I was kind of scared. <laughs> like, what? what is this that I'm feeling? It, God can't possibly want me to quit my job. There's no way. I don't even know why that thought popped into my head, like quit your job, because I'm absolutely not quitting my job. This is my dream job. I love this. I need this to feel worthy. I need this to feel approved of. I need this to feel like I'm worth something. Uh, I was making a lot of money. I was getting praises and approval of all of the people I worked with. And I needed that because that's what I was desiring. That was the hole in my heart. And when God told me to quit, I was like, okay, absolutely not. We're not doing that. But I was praying, God, let me be in your will and help guide me and help me go where I need to go. And it took me a year to finally quit that job and listen to God. And I'm sure there are a ton of other things that God tried to tell me before I was aware of this. And I just didn't listen, but it took me one year. And after I quit my job and saw how amazing my life began to transform, I realized that I really should have listened to God a lot sooner. And I made it my full-time job to raise my children, to be present, to be aware of what is happening and to link with God all day, every day. And I promised when I heard his voice, I would do everything I could to act on what he was saying. Now, it's a lot easier said than done. Let me tell you, you're like very, very easy. Okay, God, I believe your word. I know what you say is true. You tell me and I'm going to do it. You tell me jump. I ask how high you tell me to pick up and leave. I'm going to go and ask no questions. And we all believe in God's word. And we've read the Bible or we've read a lot of it or we're starting to learn it. And we hear these stories of these amazing, amazing things that happened through people who were ordinary. And it took me a long time to realize that God uses ordinary people to fulfill his mission. And he's looking for people that are willing and he's looking for people that are hungry. And, you know, I've always thought like, why me? God would never choose me. And then it turned into, why not me? Why not me? I can do this. It started with, 
yeah, I don't, I don't really think that I could do something like that. And then it turned into, I know I'm made to do something more. And so over time it changes, but the faster we can be obedient and hold on to his promises, the faster it's going to work. And the whole thing that I mean by it's going to work is your calling is going to be fulfilled. You're going to be walking into your calling, following behind God down the path of your life, where he wants you to go. You're listening for his instruction. You're looking for breadcrumbs. You're praying that he speaks to you. You're being very intentional, very aware, and you're learning more and spending more time with God. So over time, his influence is rubbing off on you. Over time, you start to act more like Jesus and less like the world because you're spending more time with Jesus. And he, what he does is he helps you to see how he sees and he helps you to hear how he hears and he helps your heart to yearn for what his heart yearns for. So you over time will change and develop into a different person. I am completely different than the person that I was two years ago. And I want to explain to you how fast this can happen because we're into November. We're at the very end of November right now. If you're listening to the recording, it might be past this by now. But as of right now, it's the end of November. We have all of December and then it's a brand new year. And I am the type of person who loves the end and the beginning of a year because I love to reflect on what happened that year and what God has done for me. And I love to see my journal entries and things that I wrote about things I was feeling God was telling me, things he was laying on my heart, desires I had, prayers I had. And journaling is a huge part of this. I, I think if I didn't journal, I don't know if I would like this so much because when you're in the certain emotions of your life day to day, you when you're out of that emotion, you don't really remember how you felt in that current motion. So you can look back on the year and think, yeah, it was a pretty good year or maybe it was a tough year and I feel like God really worked in me. But But all it is is feelings. Like I feel like, and I think, it's not solid words and things that you can look at out of the emotional lens. And that's what a journal really does for you. Because when you're feeling in these deep valleys and these deep pits or these high peaks and you're feeling like you're going to explode and you know God is doing something big and you write it down, you can go back through and reread it and you can see what God has done for you. You can physically see it with your eyes and wow, he answered that prayer. Wow. I wrote, I knew something big was coming and something did happen. I wrote that I needed to quit my job. And then I finally did quit my job and look how amazing it turned out. And what happens is as you journal over time, it really just journaling is just writing down stuff that you don't want to forget. Like So many people are like, I don't know how to journal. What do I say in it? What? First of all, you need to get a notebook that is called your journal and you're and this is what you're doing and you're writing down prayers you're writing down um spiritual to-do lists you're writing down how you've been feeling lately dreams you've had weird coincidences like running into people or someone recommending a book that you had just heard or 
you're drawn to someone for a long time, but nothing ever comes out of it. And then finally they come up to you and start a friendship. And you're like, I knew that I should have started this friendship sooner. Like you can really just get all those thoughts out. And then what this becomes is a testimony of your life. And you can look and you can see all of the things that God has done in your life. And it helps you to trust him even more. And if you have abandonment issues or you've been through abuse, you've been through manipulation, uh, any sort of spiritual attacks, any kind of generational sins or curses, you're going to have an even harder time learning to trust God because what you did over time is you trusted in yourself because you knew that no one else was going to protect you, that no one else could really be trusted. And so you built these walls around you to keep you safe and you don't let anyone in, including God. And it takes a really long time. You have to first be aware, oh, I am not trusting in God. I'm trusting in myself. And then from there, you have to learn to trust in God. And I did two episodes on trust. And if you're someone who really struggles with trust, I highly recommend that you go back and listen. It's episode 48 and episode 50. And it's trust part one and part two. So if this is something 48 and 50, if this is something that you're struggling with, go back and listen to those because that will really help you with trust. And I recorded those in April. And that's when I was realizing that I really struggled big time with trusting God. I was in control. I was controlling my life because I have always controlled my life. I have always had to trust in myself and I was blazing a trail ahead of God instead of following behind him. So I'm like, yes, yes, I'm hearing you, God. I'm hearing you. Okay, let's go. Come on, come on, let's go, let's go. And I learned this year that God's really not in as big of a hurry as we are. This urgency of if we don't do it, no one will. If we don't step up and do this, nothing will happen. And we really highly overestimate our own ability and how important we are because really God can find somebody else. He doesn't really need us and he doesn't work how we work. So we think of all of these like hustle culture mentalities that we've developed over the year of, okay, I got to get to work. I got to make a to-do list. I got to get going. And God doesn't really operate like that. He can put people together and he can do things where your to-do list would be 50 things long to accomplish a goal. And he can accomplish a goal without you even making a to-do list. So I had to learn that. And now it's very fun because I realized that I can actually not work as hard and I can spend more time in prayer and then allow God to do it in his own timing. But I, I decided this time last year, actually, it wasn't even this time. It was at the very end of December last year where I decided that I was going to make 2022 the year where I grew the most spiritually than I've ever grown before. And I heard Michael Todd say, if you want to have the best year next year, then you need to make it the best year spiritually. And it's when I began listening to his series called Crazy Faith. 
which has changed my life so much that I have it linked in my bio on Instagram. If you go to at Terrence Sarconi, click the link in my bio and scroll down. I have some of my favorite sermons in there. And it's a whole series on crazier faith and it's long. There's maybe 10, 12 different sessions to it. And he said, make it the best year spiritually and it will be the best year you've ever had in your entire life. And I held on to that. And I decided I am going to do that because for 32 years, I have tried to do, you know, year after year after year on my own. And I'm going to set goals and I'm going to go all in and I'm going to lose all this weight and I'm going to finally get out of my depression and I'm going to finally get a raise and get a promotion and make more money. And I'm going to finally start saving more money. And I have all these goals to how to be a better human and what I want to do. But after 32 years of setting goals and missing them or hitting a lot of them, but not feeling fulfilled when I was done and all that was left was another goal. Okay, lose 20 pounds. Okay, did that. Well, guess what? I'm still not happy with how I look. And it's, it's this, it's this thought of, you know, I need, I need to have more, I need to accomplish more. And when I have more money, I'll feel better. And then I had money and I didn't feel better. And I lost the weight and I didn't feel better. And I had this stuff and I didn't feel as, as whole as I thought I would. And I realized that I am not going to keep doing that. And instead I'm going to take Michael Todd up on his challenge and I'm going to grow the most I can spiritually. And what that looked like for this year, I said no to a lot of stuff, but I also said yes to a lot of stuff. I said no to things of the world. Uh, and it wasn't all at once. It happened throughout the year. But I slowly started saying no to alcohol, where I, where I would say no less and le- I would say no more and more, and I'd consume less and less alcohol. And finally, in July, I said no once and for all. And I haven't had a drink of alcohol except in my dreams. I keep dreaming that I'm drinking and I and I'm like so defeated in my dream. Like, no, I went like a hundred and something days and I drank alcohol. Like, why would I drink? And so I keep having these like nightmares almost. But I have been able to remain sober and say no to alcohol since July. Now, I've also said no to toxic, worldly relationships that were in my life. Friendships that I was hanging on to just because I felt guilty or um, I just, you know, I've always been friends with someone, so I need to just stay friends with them. I started saying no to getting together and I started saying no because I needed my influential circle to be spiritual people. And I needed the number one most influential person in my life to be God at the majority of the time. And I I said no to more parties and to worldly events. And some of those things were like fun things like birthday parties and vacations and trips. And I knew that if I did that, it would mess with my spiritual growth. I, I knew that if I went on this girl's trip it would it would put a wedge between me and God. And over the year, I said no to those things. And I said yes to things like specific Bible studies. I said, I first said yes to plugging into my church. I am going to stop being a consumer and I'm actually going to step into our discipleship team. I'm going to start helping build this church in some way. 
I'm going to start growing my knowledge of scripture because I didn't really know any scripture at the beginning of the year. I, I didn't really know a lot. I didn't really ever read my Bible. And I said, I'm going to listen to more sermons. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to learn how to pray. I'm going to make a prayer journal and I'm going to grow and do everything I can to protect that and grow as close to God as I can this year. And let me tell you, now that it's been towards the end of the year, it didn't even take me this long to feel like this was working. I remember <laughs> within literally like one week, it was the week between Christmas and New Year. For the whole week, all I did was spend time with God. I didn't leave my house. I didn't go anywhere. I literally just read my Bible, listened to sermons, prayed, um, stayed home, was present with my kids. And by the new year, I remember feeling like new year, new me, where I was like, this is insane. It's been one week and I feel completely different. I feel so much happier. I feel so much more fulfilled, so much lighter. And it was one week. And sometimes when we're in this deep, dark pit and we're just trapped down there and I know, okay, I know what you feel like. If this is you right now, I know what it feels like. Maybe you're not in a season of this right now and you're in a good season where you're stepping out of this valley. Maybe you're in a place where you're in the valley one day, you're out the next day or in one hour out the next hour and you're starting to feel a little crazy. And I want to tell you that you're really not trapped and you're really not as deep down in the valley as you think you are. It's not going to take you as long to get out if you, if you allow God to pull you out. It would take a long time if you had to get yourself out, but it's not going to take a long time if you let God take you out. And there is this seven day challenge that I'm going to be talking about as the year closes and talking about giving seven days to God and seeing how quickly he can change your life. Seven days until a miracle. Do you need God to come quickly? Then this is going to be for you because it doesn't take you a full year. It's so fast how quickly God can change your life but it feels like forever. And I'm telling you, when you start this, you're going to be blown away at how great you feel when you are finally walking and listening to God and hearing what he's saying and you're being obedient. Over time, you're going to learn his voice. You're going to learn what he says. You're going to learn to do it and act on it immediately. And I had to strip a lot of things away from me before I was at the place where I could be healed and I could be better and I could decipher his words and I could understand him. And it was painful at times, but so much has happened this year in my life. It's literally hard for me to even form words. And I thought about canceling this call because I didn't have my thoughts together and I took a week off from the calls last week so I could spend the week with God. 
and it was holiday week. And I said, I'm going to not focus on anyone else besides my family and myself and God. And God showed me so much last week, so much. He showed me that I have been deceived by the devil recently, um, that I've been trying to blaze a trail ahead of God because I'm not patient. I'm not being still like I should. And I'm still believing a lot of the devil's lies and I'm not focusing 100% on God's word. And there were so many amazing things that happened last week in aha moments. And I journaled them all and wrote them all down so I wouldn't forget them. But then this whole thing happened yesterday and I haven't even digested it yet. I, I like, I haven't even, I I don't know. I, I haven't even really thought about what this means, but I got the best news and I am just in shock. I can't even believe how God works and I know how he works and I believe his promises and I preach them to you and I hold on to them. And I knew that this was going to come one day. But I just couldn't, I just couldn't even believe when I got the email. So I shared with you in August that I was invited to a women's retreat. And it was with, it was with a bunch of churches. There was a couple hundred women at this retreat and our women's ministry was going at our church. And there was like 30, 40 women that were going and one of the things that I said yes to this year was our women's ministry. And I was going to build genuine, real friendships. I was going to put myself out there, hashtag terrified. And I was going to show up at their functions, their events, introduce myself, sit with people I didn't know. And this is what I was doing. And because I put myself out there and I plugged into the church I was invited to go on this women's retreat. I said, I, I knew for whatever reason I was supposed to go. The second I heard about it, I was like, yes, I'm going to this. Like, no questions asked, I'm going to this. And as I started getting closer, my anxiety, my fear started creeping up. Like, I'm not going to know anyone. What is this going to be like? Who am I going to stay with? Who am I going to drive with? And the anxiety was just like overwhelming me. And I almost canceled. And I reached out to one of the leaders in the group and I told her about my anxiety. I said, I, I really don't think I'm going to go. I registered, but it just like freaks me out. I don't know enough about it. And I know that the devil doesn't want me to go. And I feel like he's telling me not to go. And he's trying to put this fear in my mind. And she said, you know what, Taryn, you're going. So end of discussion, you're going. So figure it out. I'm not letting you not go. You have to go. And I started quoting scripture and looking up scripture on fear and anxiety. And I was like, oh yeah, for sure. This is from the devil. Like I, I am going to go nice, nice try devil. You tried to get me down, but it's not going to work. I'm going to show up. And I went to the women's retreat and the woman who got on stage, she immediately, when I saw her start speaking, I was very drawn to her and I have a hard time warming up to speakers because I because I do it so often and I've learned so much about speaking that I just have a hard time 
I just have a hard time listening to someone and getting to know them and their character. And, but immediately when she opened her mouth, I felt drawn to her and she said, hi, my name is Melissa Spolstra and I am a author and a speaker for Lifeway Ministries and Lifeway Ministries. If you guys do not know is where my girl Priscilla Shire is, she's with them and it is a publishing company, a Christian publishing company. If you go to lifeway.com, they have tons of studies, tons of stuff. They're very well-known, very prestigious publishing firm. And I looked at Melissa in the crowd and I thought, I need to know this woman because I want to be an author and am writing my book. Again, I want to be speaking on bigger stages one day and have a bigger platform and God told me, go talk to her. And I was like, I'm not going to talk to her. Like so many people want to talk to this woman. So many people are going to line up after she's done. I'm not going to be one of those like fangirls. Like, oh my gosh, you did awesome. Can I get your picture? Like, I just didn't want to do that. But after the second day, God finally was like, go and talk to her. So when she got off stage, I immediately walked over to her table so I could be the first one. And I told her about my story and what God has been telling me in my book and speaking. And I just kind of like word vomited all over her. And she said, you should apply for my internship program for 2023. I am looking for people just like you. And I said, okay. And I had every intention on doing it. And I came home and then imposter syndrome set in and then fear set in like, you, you're going to be an intern, like you're 33 years old. You're going to be an intern. Like you really want to make that commitment. You think that you're going to have anything to offer her. You think like all of these like negative, nasty thoughts came in my head because I was by myself again and I wasn't surrounded by other Christians and I was by myself and the devil was like, oh, finally she's alone. Like you're a piece of crap. You're fat. You're ugly. You're never going to do it. You know, like all these things that he whispers in your ear. and so. I, I didn't, I was like, I'm going to do it later. I'll apply later for the internship. Like I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it later though. And I just procrastinated it and I put it off. I put it off. I put it off. And I was challenged a couple of weeks ago to spend an entire day with God. And I cleared my whole schedule and the entire day I didn't scroll on Instagram. I didn't go through my emails. I didn't do any kind of work things. I didn't talk on the phone. I literally, um, to start by spending my day with God, I was challenged to spend one hour in prayer. And so I woke up extra early and I was spending my one hour with God, which one hour in prayer is very hard when you start. That is a great challenge for you. If you're starting to pray and you want to speak to God more, set a timer for an hour and try to talk to God for the entire hour mind blown. Okay. Your life will totally transform by doing this. But in the middle of this deep prayer with God, and I was praying about my family, my sister, and all of a sudden the thought came into my mind and it said, fill out Melissa's application for the internship program right now. And I was sitting at my kitchen table. I had my laptop in front of me. It was closed. And I opened up the laptop and I went to her website and I filled out the application right there on the spot. 
closed my computer, journaled about it, was like, this is crazy. I was in the middle of this deep meditation talking to God and God broke it up and told me right now, fill out the application. And I heard back yesterday that I was chosen to be the intern for Melissa with Lifeway Ministries for 2023, which is really exciting. It's kind of scary, but let me just tell you something. And I read this email she sent me like 10 times. And every time I just was more mind blown than the next. And I kept reading it out loud to my husband. I'm like, listen to this. So I have been, I have been praying for God to bring me a strong Christian mentor in business. I have tons of mentors around me, spiritual mentors, spiritual mothers, very strong Christians around me. I didn't used to. But I put myself out there and I prayed for them and I listened to God and I found them. So if you do not have a strong mentor in your life, a strong spiritual mother in your life, all you need to do is pray for one. And I promise you, God is going to bring this person to you. You need to pray and then you need to be obedient. And if God tells you to call someone or go somewhere or do something, you have to put yourself out there. A mentor could, but probably won't just knock on your door and say, hey, do you need a Christian mentor in your life? Because I'm your girl. It, that's probably not going to happen. Like I said, it could, but you need to put yourself out there and to do things. So I've been praying for this mentor and praying and just telling my mom about it and telling my husband about, it. I just want this Christian mentor. I need a Christian mentor in business, someone who can lead me in business, someone who can push me into ministry, someone who can do these things. Not only was Melissa a total answer to this, but I also have been praying for this to come to me for free because I do not want to spend money and invest. I've already invested over $100,000 into learning the things that I've learned, things for my podcast, things for design, things for my courses I offer. Uh, I had a business coach. I had assistants. I hired people all over in Australia. I hired people to help with my Instagram and branding. And I've done so much spending to get this information. And I do not want to spend more money. And I said to God, help this, help bring this person to me and make it free. And when I said that, I was thinking, that's not going to happen. Like, I can't even believe I said that out loud. Like, what do you mean free? Like, I'm just, I'm just expecting somebody just to give me their time for free. So God answered my prayer because this is free. I am an intern for her and help her with things that I already know how to do. Social media, branding, um, all kinds of stuff. But what she's going to give me in return is something that I desperately need and something that I can see God's hand in this entire mix so much. She is going to mentor me and she is going to teach me everything she knows and show me all the behind the scenes things from what she does. So since she's with Lifeway, she does a lot of filming and taping, recording of 
her different groups. She has her Bible studies, her books, her studies that come out. She just did this huge Joshua study and Lifeway films it and they fly her out to Nashville and I get to go with her and be behind the scenes to all of this, all the tapings in June and assist and help her and get to see an insight into what it looks like to be with Lifeway Ministries, which hello is where I want to be. I also am going to be able to network with all of the people of Lifeway and be able to be right there with all of these people to learn. She has, she has written several books and she's in the process of writing another one. So I get to see what all of that looks like when it comes to publishing, when it comes to proofreading. Uh, I get to be in some of her pilot studies that she's offering and doing. And it is just the, I literally, like literally could never even have imagined that this would happen. I have been praying for these things to happen, but not to be fulfilled in this way. I was praying for a business mentor to come to me and not charge me and help me. And I was thinking like someone at my church, someone like, you know, someone who was just like at my church, maybe made some money in business, was successful in business, could guide me a little bit. I wasn't thinking Lifeway ministry expert, Melissa Spolstra, that this was going to be the person leading and guiding me. I also wanted it for free. And I never thought that it would be an exchange for something I already can do so well. And I can help her with what she needs help with. But the fact that it's someone who is exactly where I want to be, and I want to publish my book through and be on stage and to get this message out is so incredible. And like I said, I haven't even digested all of this yet because it is, it is like unbelievable. I can't even imagine. I just can't even believe that this is where I am right now. And the fact that it happened at the end of the year that I promised God that I would get as close to him this year as possible. And it's nearing the end of the year. And this is all coming into fruition. I just want to explode and tell you guys that just a year ago, I was in the deepest pit of a valley. And then I heard God tell me, you're not worthless. You're, you're not depressed. You're not anxious. You're not fearful. You're just under this veil because you don't believe in yourself. You don't know who you were created to be. You don't know your identity. And at the beginning of the year is when I did the defined study by Priscilla Shire to learn who God says I was and then start to believe it. And in just one year, I am literally about to have like my biggest break yet, all because of God and being obedient to what he said and holding on to his promises and getting rid of fear and getting rid of overthinking and overanalyzing and worrying and trying to control and not trusting in God. We can trust in the Lord. We can count on him to deliver and to lead us into the promised land. And he does it faster than we think. However, it may take 40 years for God to finally bring you to the promised land because you wouldn't be obedient and you wouldn't put aside fear and you wouldn't trust him and you wouldn't listen to him. It doesn't have to take this long 
to reach your promised land, your destination, where you feel fulfilled, where you feel abundant, where you're walking in God's calling, where you're in his will for your life. And he's using you as an instrument and as a tool. It is a privilege to be used by God to pour into his daughters. And I'm telling you, please wake up and realize it doesn't have to take you this long. It's November 28th, 2022. And if you have this awakening now and you realize I am not letting the devil hold me back, I am not letting the devil instill fear into me so deep that I'm paralyzed by it. I'm not going to let the devil make me anxious. I'm going to take every thought captive and compare it to scripture and say, is this thought from God or is this thought from the devil? Because you're either in the light or you're in the dark. And I looked up some promises of God and there are tons of books that are written and studies on the promises of God. There's even devotionals you can get, like quick daily devotionals on the promises of God. There's scripture card packs that you can order on Amazon. Uh, you can, there's so many things that you can do on the promises of God. And if you're someone who cannot turn off the enemy, you cannot shut up his voice and turn it off, then you need to get this, these books, these scriptures, make your own scripture cards like I've done, and you need to write down the promises of God and what he has said. And all I did this morning is I went on Google and I typed in scripture about the promises of God, and I clicked on the link for Open Bible. That is my favorite site with all the scriptures on it. It's very easy to see. And I copy and pasted some of my favorite ones and I'm going to print these out so that I can read them and read them and read them and read them and make sure that there is not a trace of darkness that gets in my mind. And I am going to cling on to his promises he has for me because I have seen the fruits and I have seen him carry out his promises for me. I have seen him bring me and deliver me out of the deepest pit of suicidal thoughts and depression and anxiety, feeling hopeless and helpless and miserable. Every aspect of my family life and my entire life in general was falling and drowning. I was the most miserable I ever thought I could be. And he delivered me out of that and has placed me next to his father in heaven because I am allowing him to do greatness in my life and I'm letting go and I'm healing and I'm saying yes to ministry work and I'm saying yes to Bible studies and I'm saying yes to recovery programs and I'm saying no to alcohol and I'm saying no to worldly, um, you know, any kind, really any kind of worldly behavior or worldly influence that was put on me. Some of these promises, you guys, I want you to really listen to these. So Philippians 4, 9 says, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Every need he will supply of yours if you believe. If you don't believe this, then it will not happen. You have to believe. Jeremiah 29, 11, one of my favorite, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Cling on to these scriptures when you're feeling hopeless, when you're feeling like, God, do you even have a plan? He says, I do. I have a plan for you. I have a plan. 
plan to prosper you, not for evil, for prosperity, to give you hope and a future. That's what he has for you. The devil says otherwise. The devil says you're doomed. You're hopeless. This is never going to work. You're never going to turn it around. It's never going to get better. Isaiah 41.10 says, fear not for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The devil's message is opposite of that. The devil says you should be filled with fear. The devil says you should be terrified. You should be dismayed. You should be freaking out. You're so weak. How are you going to do all of this? Romans 8.28 says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Do you believe that? Or are you believing what the devil says? The devil says this isn't working. You're a failure. It's all falling apart. God says everything is working together for his good. Even the trials, even the tribulations, even the heartaches, it's all working together for his good. Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. And so I looked up the word, what does the word delight yourself mean? What does that phrase mean? Delight yourself in the Lord means praising him, dancing, singing to worship music, writing your own love letters to him, writing out prayers studying his word, encouraging others, loving others, forgiving others. Delighting yourself in the Lord is being obedient to his word, doing what he says to do. If you delight yourself in the Lord, aka you become the best version of yourself spiritually this year, he will give you the desires of your heart. My desires were to be fulfilled, to be abundant, and to be walking with God. And he is, he is doing that. He's fulfilling the desires of my heart. Isaiah 43, two says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. Do not be fearful. Walk through with confidence. He says, you will not perish. You will not be overwhelmed. You will not burn up. This will not consume you. Keep walking. Keep your eyes focused on me. We're going to do this together. Philippians 4, 6 through 9. I love this one. You've, you've heard the beginning part a lot, but the second part is what a lot of people leave off. And it's what is so important. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, which also means like you will have peace when it doesn't make sense. You will literally not understand how you have peace in a situation. You just will have it. Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, sisters, it says brothers, but I'm going to say sisters. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Have you learned and received and heard and seen in me? Practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. And to me, why I think this is such an amazing scripture is because he's saying in the first half, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, pray. 
and be grateful and give thanks. Make your request known to God. But it says, finally, and then he tells you to cling on to all these things. Wrap your mind and think about all of the things that are true, that are honorable, that are pure, lovely, commendable, excellence. Think about these things because what's going to happen if you don't is you're going to think about fear. You're going to think about anxiety. You're going to think about stress. You're going to think about all the things that aren't going to work. You're going to think about all the hard work that you don't know how to do. You're going to think about all of this on your shoulders. You're going to have too much time to think about other things. Flood your mind with things that are good and honorable and commendable and true and pure and praise. Think of all the things you've learned. And focus on those things because the devil will come over and he will take a hold of your mind. Isaiah 40, 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They who wait on the Lord. It's not our time. There, God is not waiting like when I heard this, I was blown away because here I am praying like, come on, God, let's do this. Come on, come on, come on. Answer my prayer. Let's go answer my prayer. I have things I want to do. And I heard this quote at the beginning of the year. And it was like, do you realize like you're not waiting on God? God is waiting on you. He's like, okay, Taryn, you want to feel fulfilled? You want to feel abundant? You want to be walking side by side, hand in hand with me and my purpose for your life? okay, quit your job. And I was like, no, my job makes me feel fulfilled. He's like, no, your job is an idol. You're idolizing money. You're idolizing success. Don't have any other idols. I am the one who's going to bring you that. I am the one that you should be honorable to. And when I realized that it's me who needed to change so that I could walk with God, everything started to change for me. James, I have three more. James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to you. And this is a prayer that really has worked for me. I felt like I didn't have wisdom. I didn't have discernment. And I was just like a feather blowing in the wind. Like the wind would blow this way. I would go that way. It would blow this way. I'd follow. Like anyone around me that tried to persuade me, I'm like, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, I agree. And then the other person would come in. I'm like, no, 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 I agree with you now. Oh no, I want to do this now. And I could never think for myself and I didn't have the wisdom. So I started praying for wisdom. Bring me wisdom in every single situation, Lord. Help me to see my problems and my issues and my path and discern the way that you would discern. Help me to give up my control and allow me to trust in the way that you control it. And this started working. I actually had my mom tell me the other day, she's like, you're so wise. You have so much wisdom. I'm like, oh, the prayer's being answered. Like, it's not really me. The fact that she's saying that shows that I'm changing. I tried to change my own strength forever and never could. So Psalm 84, 11, another promise. He says, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor upon you. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. No good thing does he withhold. No, no good thing. Think of that. Whatever you're hoping for, whatever you're waiting for, no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And Deuteronomy 31.8, it is the Lord who goes before you 
He will be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. That is a promise. That is a command. Stop letting fear rule your life. Stop letting the devil be in your ear. Stop thinking about what should I do? And is this going to work? And I don't know. And let me tell you, if God gave you a promise, if he gave you a vision, if he told you something was going to work out, maybe it's the salvation of your children. Maybe it's a success in a ministry, a job, a marriage, a family, whatever it is, whatever he told you, whatever he revealed to you, no matter how crazy it sounds, if you're going to write a book, you're going to speak on stage, you're going to start a course, you're going to start a podcast, you're going to lead a ministry, whatever it is he told you, no matter how crazy you feel, no matter how insane you think this is, no matter how far away you feel, no matter how inadequate and unequipped you feel, I promise you that God will bring you through. I can promise you that because they're not my promises. They're God, God's promises. And I know what he's done in my life over this year. And I want this for you guys more than anything. I want you to let go of fear. I want you to let go of anxiety. I want you to stop being so small. Stop playing so small and realize you have the king of kings, the God of the entire universe on your side with you. He is for you, not against you. He will hold you. He will help you. He has called you to his purpose. He promised to give you wisdom. He promises to bestow favor and honor on you and withhold you and, and walk with you. He is never going to leave you or forsake you. He says, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Let, let's go. I'm with you. I will help you. I will be here. How long is it going to take you to realize, are you going to wander around the desert like the Israelites did with Moses and just be fearful? And I can't take, I can't take the city. It's too scary. It's too big. I can't do it. I can't do it. And for 40 years, you're going to wander around just hoping and wishing and living in fear. Or are you going to take what God wants to give you and you are going to run forward with it? I'm telling you, if you are ready for your life to change and you are so sick and tired of being sick and tired, you want what God has for you and you want to take the seven day challenge, then all you have to do is you need to take the next seven days. You need to wake up with God. You need to journal. You need to pray. And you need to learn as much as you possibly can about what he has to offer you in the next seven days. And you watch it be the best launch of 2023 that you could ever imagine. And it can be the start of something amazing. I'm going to have an official seven-day challenge coming up where it's going to have seven days of journal prompts in seven days of direction of what you need to do so that you can do this before the new year to be ready to have 2023 be the best year spiritually you've ever had. I'm all in. I'm ready to do it. I'm so sick of the devil even having a piece of my mind for even a second. He is no longer welcome here. I'm not going to let him in my mind and I'm definitely not going to let him in yours. So if you want to join forces with me, pay extra close, careful attention over the next month so you don't miss the seven day challenge. You hear the podcast that we're going to be waking up to and you set your mind on things above and you realize what God has for you because it's the most incredible journey you'll ever take. He has more in store for you than you ever could imagine ever, ever. This is just the start. He's just getting started. 
Thank you for listening and spending your morning with me. I pray that God blesses your day and that he helps you to see the calling that is on your life. Lord, help us to be obedient to what you've called us to do. Help us to walk in our day side by side with you and link with your power instead of trying to do it on our own. We know we cannot do this on our own, although we try. Please continue to help us and continue to lead us and guide us. We love you so much in Jesus's holy name. Amen. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being here. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi so that you can grow with me and you can learn how to get out of the valley, how to stay out of the valley and exactly what to do to have the best life ever in 2022.